This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 everyone. That is the voice of your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney. And we are stepping into 2023 very strong in the horror genre with uh, Megan. We're booting up with Megan. Hi, I'm Megan. <laughs> that is exactly how she sounds like um you know part toy story part uh child's play there, there's a lot of mix of different films in megan one thing i will say about megan man the marketing the marketing on this film was absolutely insane we'll deep dive the marketing as well we'll 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 you know give you a backdrop of like what our expectations were going into the film before we deep dive the film itself but with me as always is fellow yonko grandmaster who grandmaster if you were if you were born within the last 10 years would you have wanted a faithful companion like megan <laughs> by your side no, absolutely not. Megan no, looks, Megan looks creepy as fuck. Absolutely not. No, but she's smiling in, in this one right here. She, that smiling. is not a smile. That is not a smile. No. What would you call it? What, what would you call it? I I prefer a Cabbage Patch Kid over Megan. Uh, <laughs> a I basic Cabbage Patch. I ain't doing no life size human. That's not a smile. That's weird. I'm not. No, no. Megan is weird. I think that's the whole point. Uh, people. Did not recognize the weirdness. Uh, they just looked at, you know, the profitability and, you know, the compatibility that is with the person. But no, I would never purchase a Megan. No. I see. I see. You you seem to be stuck in the past. <laughs> this is the modern age, baby. We are in the age of AIs and art and like sophisticated robots. Um, but no, I, I would probably be in the same boat. This thing is creepy as hell. Um, I imagine they would probably have like different models, you know, uh, assuming the the thing carried on. Like maybe you have like a, a male a male model to be like, hey, that's my best bro or something. I don't know. I'm jumping the gun into sequel territory. Let's talk about the context around this film. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I'm telling you right now, the marketing, like give the marketing team a raise for this movie because everywhere I went, whether it was Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, I would see an ad for this movie. <clears throat> And they would showcase probably the best scenes in the movie. You would see scenes of like 
Megan doing that dance that she does before she starts killing people. I The marketing is what got me interested in this movie. And then I heard high praise about the movie. And I'm like, okay, now I do want to see it. Because usually these horror movies have a great concept. But then the execution is terrible. And then I'm like, ah, oh, well, I'm not going to see it then. You know, great concept, but I'm not going to go watch a bad movie. But this one is not the case, apparently, based on reviewers, uh, you know, going into it. So what about you? Like, what what was your first exposure to, uh, hi, I'm Megan? Um, you know, I do recognize that there was marketing behind this film that was done really well. I missed out on it. A, a really? Bit. Some of the early marketing, I remember when the, the, the dancing first started going around. Um, I missed it. I didn't see any of it. Wow. Um, no, I it wasn't it until... everywhere on my timeline. Everywhere. Yeah, no, I I missed it. I don't know how, um, but I did, and I didn't look further into it. Uh, it wasn't until recent months did I start really starting to notice, like on TikTok, uh, I've seen some creators, uh, you know, utilize Megan in their whatever their TikToks. Um, I didn't even know it was about a doll. Oh, uh, you thought it was like a real person or, or something? I, I didn't I didn't know much of the concept. I just saw people dressing up as her. Uh some were doing the dance and some were just acting weird. I yeah, I, I didn't know I really didn't know much of anything. And then probably maybe a week ago is when I now I know what Megan is. It's a doll, she's crazy. Yeah. Um Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, not to discredit the marketing. I think um, so. It's Bloomhouse is doing Megan, uh, of course, Bloomhouse. Yeah, I think that I feel they're like dominating uh, horror as of late. Who is it? It's um, usually Bloomhouse or A twenty four, right? Bloom. Well, Bloomhouse has these. I feel like kind of like outlandish kind of horror ideas. Right, well, unique. It's like yeah. What is that? That's what got my attention with Megan. Right. And then A24 is more leaning towards kind of this these intellectual horrors that can really fuck with your mind. So so maybe as an example, um, that movie, uh the one that came out last year in the fall, um is is it called Her? No, not her. Um No Men, her. men, men. Oh men, yes. Men, men is that... like A twenty four project. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I mean when we talk A twenty four, my mind goes straight to midsummer. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah. if you can walk away from that movie being okay, then all right, kudos to you. But that's a okay. that's an intellectual mind fuck right there. Uh Bloomhouse, I think I think of that dumb one that they did. Because again, Bloomhouse is kind of hit or miss. So I was kind of skeptical going to make it. Uh, yeah, you really don't. I, I I was thinking of that one. It was like called Truth or Dare, and I remember. Uh, oh yeah. I remember the actress Lucy Hale in the preview. She's like, "I dare you to cut off your tongue," and I was like, <laughs> Ooh. "This is dumb. I'm not watching this." <laughs> Maybe like, it was a sleeper hit. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody liked that one, uh, <laughs> like reception wise. But right, right. Yeah, I was surprised too. Megan was getting pretty decent reviews um and you know in the wake of december where we saw you know kind of the dominance of avatar as much uh, as we don't want to admit it it's yes it dominated right. it seems megan is making a claim early 2023 to be like hey there's still originality 
out here. But is even making that original? Is it that original? Right. Um, I don't think Megan is that original. I, I think it blends a lot of what we talked about after watching the film. Uh, it, it's a mixture of a bunch of great ideas, right? Mm, what what yes. is it? It's a mix of Child's Play, right off both rip, the reboot yes. and the the original Child's Play. Yep. Um, what, what? Evil Dead, Terminator. Uh, any Any film that can... Uh, that plays around with the idea of AI, uh, any film that plays around with the idea of toys and, you know, uh, toys coming to life or all that jazz. And then, yeah, it does have, you know, it is horror. It is a horror film. So it does at some points very much act like a horror, like she like contorts her body and, you know, right. She, she doesn't need to like a demon, but she is and <laughs> she she's liked. a toy um but it i think uh i guess it does enough to separate itself although it does feel like a lot of these ideas are just kind of pushed and i i would like well we're gonna get into the plot i would just like to put tell the audience if as you listen to us go into the plot just picture andy and woody the whole time and i feel that that's an interesting ride from toy story from toy story yes like imagine, what, what i don't know would he care too much yes yes what would he care too much <laughs> you know you're my favorite deputy <laughs> there's a snake in your face <laughs> you know what I, I, in in 70 years when when the copyright for toy story is up in the air you're gonna get some people making movies about woody and buzz being serial killers i i, killer I can toys. see it i i mean they're look what else they're turning into horror winnie the pooh is coming out the, the there pooh. was a grinch the grinch uh, right it's like what who's next who's next to get the horror uh treatment so it's but wild. yeah megan's fun i enjoyed megan megan's fun megan's fun i mean overall like what did you think about the movie before we get into the nitty-gritty like, like for me i i i didn't think it was because you know the critic reviews for this film they were like in the nines to tens and it was like wow was it that's what got my attention because like i said earlier these these conceptual ideas for these horror films usually gets my attention but i never commit to go watch it because usually they're executed poorly and I'm like, well, I'm not going to waste my time, you know, watching it. But for this one, apparently for critics, this was getting really, really good reviews. So at that point, I'm like, okay, you have a good concept and the execution is good, supposedly. I need to go watch this now. And I'll say right off the bat, you know, I'll save my score for the end. But I would say it, it's a good, fun film. I don't think it's as good as some, what some of the critics are making it out to be. You know, I, for me, it's not a nine out of ten. It, it's not. It's not. It's got. It's got problems, or really not even problems. Just things where I'm like, they could have done a little bit more here, and I was expecting and waiting for it, and I'm like, oh damn, I. I could have written a better script than these mm. guys. <laughs> we we tend to say that a lot. <laughs> we tend to say that a lot. Um, but but yeah, what did you think overall? Just like a, a fun ride? Is it worth going to the theater to watch? Oh yeah, yeah. I I definitely think you know I'm trying to get back into more of this uh, 
go into the theater type of experience versus waiting for streaming or uh video on demand uh go listen to dr rika and hooper tv's podcast on uh, they talk about kind of the theatrical versus you know at home experience i think this is a fun one to watch in theaters uh you know it, it's it's a horror film do i think they lean heavily into the horror aspect no i don't i i when i go watch horror i definitely try to i like being scared i like being i like jumping out of my seat or whatever um yeah it's like uh conceptually megan is there's a lot of fun ideas here they play with the horror they play with the elements of horror as far as you know sci-fi horror and actual just you know whatever natural horror but yeah it's like they didn't do enough uh you know it's like they didn't push themselves as far as they could go with this concept i think the concept right. is a great concept i just don't think they took it far enough with that said though i still very much enjoyed my megan experience i uh, i guess it kind of left me wanting more and uh you know and dare i say i guess they kind of set up uh an ambiguous ending a squeakle for the future uh, uh, Megan, I don't know, 2.0. Is that is, Ooh, that, a, okay. is that a stylized title? Is that yeah. cool? Well, you uh, see, with Megan right here, I kind of like the title, the way it's stylized, because it's kind of like the, well, depending on which one you see, uh, if you just see it in basic text, it's like, what, M, the number three. The number three, and right. And then G-A-N. But yeah. on the the stylized title, the, the, the E for Megan is supposed to be like, like a boot up battery so oh, like, is that it, what that is yes that's why you oh. see it as like uh three lines oh i like that i like yeah. that so that i thought that was kind of cool so if they do do a sequel which i hope they do and i think they are because this movie's making bank it it's doing made, well right yeah. it's doing very well financially um i i could see a, a 2.0 being stylized uh for a potential squeakle for megan um so we'll see we'll see um yeah i i do think that i wasn't scared really i mean it has jump scares but like it's like stuff that you expect to happen like you're like all right the jump scare is gonna happen like right here it's gonna happen any second now but i was never really like tense watching megan i was having fun watching megan kind of in the same way i watched child's play uh or any of the chucky movies I'm yes. not really scared. I'm just kind of along for the ride. And, and, and I love the Chucky movies. I love the Chucky Oh, you Chucky fan. I'm a Chucky fan. Oh, man. Don't even get me started. I, I shall me started not. I this. can only talk about the seat of Chucky. I get to all. Oh, I, I got you covered on all of them. The, the show, <laughs> the movie. Oh, the show, too. The show, too. The reboot. I am a Chucky connoisseur. Don't. Wow. Interesting. Cool. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like Megan, when it's funny, like sometimes it's like, okay, funny. And then other times it goes into, oh my God, this is hilarious. Um, I'm sure one scene you're thinking of right now is when Megan is singing, uh, titanium, titanium. Uh, <laughs> David Guetta and Sia's titanium. Just, oh my, I was snorting. I, I was just like, what the, what is this? <laughs> And then I, I don't know, I put myself in, Yes, I I put myself in the shoes of this child. I'm like, how is this comforting? What does this do for her? Yes, I'm like, this is creepy as fuck. I love Titanium as a song. I do not want this childlike robot singing it to me, though, as I go to bed. I don't need that in my life. I but, don't need that as my paralysis demon. No, no, I do not. 
Oh man. So, you know, on as a story, right? I think Megan kind of starts off, uh, you know, strong. You know, we, we have Katie, our main, one of our main characters, right? She's a child. Yes. yes. And um, she's left orphaned after a terrible accident with her parents. They were in an automobile accident. So now she's left to be raised by her aunt, Gemma, um, who is uh, literally, I don't know her name, but when I saw her face, I was like, oh, yeah, that was the girlfriend from Get Out. Right? Oh no way! Is that her? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that. Oh, I I was trying to put I was your wow wow. I was trying to put my finger on it the whole time. I'll take that W. This I yeah. I usually am the one that doesn't know. That go ahead. Yeah, take that. Wow. I I was trying to I was trying to pinpoint it the whole time. I was like, man, I know her like vocal cadence from something. I know her face. I think her face was a little skinnier. The last time I saw her, but I'm like, man, I I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. Wow, cool, Alex, good, good stuff. Allison that's my Williams. only credit. That's my only credit to her. I oh yep, get out. I don't know yep, what else she's yeah. in. That's fine. Thanks. That's a great credit to go off of. You know, um, I recognize the little girl, uh, Katie. Oh yeah, what um, is she? I I couldn't figure that out. She and, oh my god, the whole time I had to look it up though. But the whole time I was like, damn, who's this girl? I know her from something. She plays the young version of Nell. If you ever seen the Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Oh yes, okay. Yeah. I I vaguely she was a that. she was a lot younger. Right, um, obviously, yeah. Right. Is there anything uh, else that? You know, no, well, I mean, that's her. I mean, that's her biggest claim to fame. Gosh, and, she looks so. I feel like I've seen her even more recently. I don't know. Um, I, don't know I gotta why. pull it up. Uh, oh, she's in Black Widow. Um, she's young Yelena in the flashback. Oh, scene okay. In okay. Black Widow. That helps a little bit. That helps a little bit. Uh, Dr. Sleep. If that, um, Dr. Sleep. Um, Although I heard that's, that's a really good show. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty. I don't think any of these other credits are necessarily well-known credits but uh okay okay yeah no i i know her from uh hill house and she kills it in hill house right. and i think she does a really good job here too uh, she does she does um she puts on a pretty good performance um and uh so so what aunt Gemma? she's like an employee at this uh this toy company and she literally she literally and she designs uh toys she does she designs the next big thing for this company called funky, funky. and uh <laughs> what is the name of their um the, their toy that is like on the market right now oh man because I let me know. tell you some furby conglomerate i was literally uh, gonna say furby it looks exactly like a furby minus the beak so all you see is tooth and gum and it looks it looks hellish. I don't imagine a child wanting a toy like that, but Oh, um, but um okay, talk about comedy, right? Uh I I'm trying to find the name of it. I can't find it, but you know, the premise was oh, my dog died. Oh, um, yes, the ad in the beginning. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, this is terrible. Oh, my dog died. What am I going to do now?" I it was, I think it's called like Perfect Pet or something. Perf uh, oh it was like God. perfect pet right right um and that's that's the premise of it it's like and i think the tagline was like um 
your your dog or cat will die, but not the perfect pet. They can live forever. <laughs> Feed it all these little things, and it'll poop for you. I mean, basically like any toy in modern right. uh, with, with modern technology today. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I mean these things. I'm I'm just gonna call them Furbies. I'm just gonna call them. Furbies. Yeah, yeah, they're basically they look, Furbies. Yeah. Um. So on Gemma, she's trying to make the next big thing, the next thing that can't be just copied or um, you know, made as as a cheap version. Because I think that's what kicks off this whole thing of her wanting to create this AI robot is because the Furbies are being um, other companies are making knockoff versions of them for half the price. Right. So, uh, so Gemma is basically making, uh, Megan, who's supposed to be this artificial AI robot that's supposed to be your companion. She's super smart. She's connected to your Wi-Fi, your smart devices. She's the next big thing. She's basically, um, a Terminator in a lot of ways. Because the, the the metal that they give this robot, it's like so. If this robot grips you, you can't escape. I think it, I think she is made out of titanium. Uh, I, even worse, even right? Worse. That's a uh, that's, that's that's high graded gear for a toy. Right, and apparently the you know this kind of jumping ahead in the film, but like once they actually are ready to uh, mass produce the toy. The the asking price for this thing is ten thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Um, and I it's mean, like which I mean, I'm, with what it does, I'm not surprised. Right, a toy ten thousand dollars. I mean, your target demographic has to be very small for ten k. Like who's putting up ten k for a doll. But I guess there are some people who would do that. We live in a world where parents are neglectful. Uh, they don't pay attention to their kids. They get caught up with their work and their social elitism. A toy like Megan would be perfect for that. Because uh, again, right. conceptually, this is a great idea for a toy. Um, right. Right. It is. And I mean, one of the reasons why Gemma is making a toy like this is because she's now the guardian of um, Katie. Who's right. Just going through the loss of her parents. And she's, you know, going through grief, going through the, the hardships of loss. And Gemma, I mean, she doesn't want, I mean, I'm guessing she, she doesn't want really kids at this point in her life. She's like, hey, my career is first career. and foremost. Career, yeah, career, That's all we career think about. Driven, which is totally okay. It's but... totally okay. But now she's she's a legal, legal guardian of this this child. Like she basically has to be the parent of, of this kid. And so uh, she's like, well, you know what? I don't got time for this. Mm. So let me make a friend, a little AI companion that does everything a parent should be doing with their kid. And that's what kicks us off with Megan. She she really pushes forward to creating Megan. Do, do you like that kind of backdrop to kind of just get us to the, the Megan creation, the Megan origin story? Well, yeah, yeah, I think it works on many levels because, again, uh, as I said, you know, kind of the real world perspective, there are parents who do act like that as far as not paying attention to their children. In the beginning of the film, the parents, Katie's parents were arguing, not really paying attention to, you know, Katie uh, while they were in the car prior to the car accident. And, you know, 
ultimately when they finally did it was a little too late because then they got plowed uh plowed. then you have a character <laughs> yeah it was pretty gruesome uh then you got a character like Gemma, uh who is career driven uh but you know i guess the movie does a really good job thematically speaking as far as you know megan is not a solution uh that doesn't yes right it doesn't address the problem uh you know kind of like a band-aid right bit. right uh the scar still lingers uh you know katie is gonna have mental scars for a good while but Gemma is not doing her job to you know kind of you know show her that you're gonna be okay uh, she's just uh, putting a band-aid. She's putting Megan on it. Uh, you know, and again, and at two, she's using Katie at this point. She's like, right. damn, I need to present Megan to my bosses to make this seem like a viable toy. Let me use my grief-stricken niece. Oh, my God. That, um, <laughs> that, that room with the one-way mirror? Yes, Jesus. right. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and that was a pretty good scene, too. Uh, you know, it, it was, was kind of surprisingly yeah. right. Uh, what it's the uh, the presentation. One, Gemma's coworkers don't even want her to go through with Megan because they're not they're not done. You know, they're skipping ahead. They're not installing the all the proper protocols. Her base protocols are there, but it's like so much wiggle room for right. It spells disaster. Um, right, right. Typical AI film, but um, there's a I, what is it the therapist is trying to talk to katie and it's not working she's not getting through to her and then she lashes out says something like you know i miss my mom and dad and megan comes to life i really liked that scene it was a good scene it was a very good scene because originally it was just supposed to be like a like a happy moment yes. like oh look at Look at Megan and Katie build some blocks together or draw a picture. That was what the presentation was supposed to be, but obviously things don't go the way they're supposed to. And Katie starts crying in the presentation. And it was something where I kind of wanted a scene where, you know, Gemma would show some concern, like, oh my gosh, she's crying. Let me go grab her. She doesn't even do any of that. And I, and, and I kind of wanted it to be like, Someone says, let's go comfort her. But then Gemma says, hold on, wait, wait, wait. This might work. Hold on. Let Megan do her thing. Like, I, I don't know. I kind of wanted that because it would have sold me more on, okay, someone in this had concern for the for Katie, but someone else, person B, is like, wait, wait a minute. This might be a good idea. Let's yeah, no, be no terrible people and continue. Nobody was concerned actually for Katie. No, no human, one. Nobody. They, she was just like, oh, damn, presentation's ruined. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then it, yeah, it turned out to be the greatest thing because Megan is a very versatile robot. Not only is she your like play thing to be friends and play with, she is there for comfort. She's there for, she's an open ear. She's there for your emotional being, whatever state that is. And you watch her right. comfort her and you watch you watch her talk to her, you know, uh, right. And then it, it wins everybody over and they're like, go ahead, mass mass produce. This is I the next biggest thing. I want 20 models of this on the market by tomorrow. <laughs> and it she yeah, Gemma won. Gemma did it.
Gemma won. She she won the board over. Um, and Megan is a success. I guess now it's just like, all right, well, if Megan is a success, if Katie is liking this new toy, I might as well leave Megan to take care of her and do all the duties that I don't have the time to do. Exactly. And that's what, pretty what, much what happens. It, it is exactly what happens. She's like, uh, what? Megan can come home with us. Nope. Nothing can go wrong. Make this is the perfect um, prototype. Don't need to check for kinks. Nothing. We're good. Let's go home. We're good. We're good. And that's when you start seeing, uh, you know, Megan's normal at first, but then yes. you start noticing. Honestly, it's the eyes for me. Like the way you could tell, like things were going wrong, is just how observant the Megan would be. So, like, if someone started saying something that you as an audience member would think is concerning megan's eyes would like look in that direction you're like oh oh it, it's it's learning right here it's paying mm -hmm. attention it's trying to see like uh i don't know like there was a scene where like she asked uh what's what is death and <laughs> and i i think um gemma says like uh, oh no don't don't worry about that don't you don't have to know anything about that shrugs it off right and it's something where you see the decline in Megan's, I guess, um, what would you call it? I, I guess, guess her, just her, her safety measures, like her safety, safety protocols, her right. Or you see, you see the gaps in the safety protocols because she is programmed to learn and to adapt. Uh, right. But yeah, I guess because uh, her primary function at, of, of a Megan doll is for you partner up with somebody right you pair you, you, you pair you the, the the naruto uh two-finger pairing <laughs> yes so you pair and now the emotional and the physical state of your partner is your primary objective that is what you're there for and when you she learns to adapt to be the best suited to take care of those two needs Okay. But I guess, and again, see, this is why I think, uh, I think, so I was thinking like films like iRobot, you know, I'm like, very iRobot, very iRobot. Right. I'm like, okay, where are the three laws in here? A robot cannot do harm to a human. That's There's not in not, there. <laughs> there. That's not. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Not in there. The robot cannot be commanded to do harm to, you know, another right. human or something. That's not in there. And then the mm. robot can't do anything that goes against the first two laws. That's not in there. You you know it's about to decline. You're just right. it's like a time bomb. You're waiting for it to decline, and it, it was done really well. I actually really yeah. enjoyed because as, as you pointed out when we left the theater, the um kind of the Megan power off scenes. I love the power off scenes. They were done so well. That was probably the best interpretation of showing like 
Megan's declining and you can see it in her mannerism. So like what? Uh, Katie's the primary user. Gemma's the secondary user. Right. Gemma. So both users basically could say, you know, Megan shut down or Megan shut off. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, when Gemma would say Megan shut off, she would do it instantly. Without question, it's it's a robot. It's a toy. Shut, shut off. Bam. Done. As the movie goes on, Megan doesn't start turning off right away. At first, it's kind of like, uh, like, like maybe she'll ask a question before turning off. She'll be like, but um, I, I was going to tell Katie this. I don't care. Megan shut off. And then boom, done. A scene later, maybe it'll say, uh, you know, you say Megan shut off and, and then it'll say, are you sure you want me to shut off? <laughs> and it's just, it's like little by little. I think they did it very, very well. It progresses to the point where one of our favorite scenes is like she, um, Gemma says, Megan shut off. And Megan says, we are in the middle of a conversation. I will not <laughs> shut off. <laughs> that, 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 that's kind of scary a little bit. It's like, ooh. Like, talking back, the theater, talking back. The theater was like, ooh, what's it gonna do? It, it, oh God, you know what's funny is, uh, you know, you made this comment when we left the theater saying, you know, there's a couple of scenes where it's like, oh, this is from the lens of a, like a white kind of family. Uh, how, you know, these girls are, Megan and Katie are talking back to Gemma, the adult. And it's like and that would not fly in any ah, other house. Yeah, so it's it's funny. You get in the beat down the second right, you talk back. Right. And it's like even with Megan being a doll, you don't see Gemma like kind of step up and be like, I am the adult. You are a toy. You are Oh, did you want that? Did you want that scene? Did you want that dialogue? Oh, well, we I, I mean that would have been Again, put Andy and Woody in this movie, and now you have a very funny parody. Yeah, um, you don't get that. Um, okay, okay. But I think, yeah, as you said, very, that was like the kind of, you know, that wasn't the tip of the iceberg. It was, that was the slow climb up the mountain. You see, uh, you know, Megan is talking back. She's learning more than she needs to be. And she's doing more than she needs to be, too. And then I guess the first tipping point was the dog incident. The dog. Right. Right. They, she saw the dog as a threat. That damn dog that kept coming over from the neighbor's yard. Mm -hmm. And uh, she took care of it. You really see the capabilities of Megan in that scene because what it, it like lures the dog over by like mimicking the voice of the mimicking owner. the voice of the owner right um, that's spooky it's like oh wow what else is it gonna do to keep um uh katie safe because the main reason why i did that to the dog was because the dog directly harmed katie it bit her yes uh, it bit her yeah um so i that's the definitely the first sign of decline where Megan starts seeing like, okay, there are people in this world that are going to try to physically hurt um, Katie, and I'm going to eliminate those threats. And then there are other people that are going to emotionally hurt Katie. And it, it might not even be like direct intentional emotional harm, 
Um, it might just be, you know, as a parent, when you're reprimanding your child, your child might throw a tantrum. Megan sees that and is like, you are upsetting <laughs> my primary uh, user. I'm gonna beat that ass. So are are you are you are you segueing into Brandon? Is it Brandon? Which one? oh yes, Brandon. Uh yes. the kid that we would always see in these type of movies and be like, oh my god, can 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 the can Jason Voorhees grab him already? <laughs> can can Freddy Krueger get this guy first before this anyone? Is the it is the unnecessary bully who has no depth in the story. He is just a bully to be a bully. You're, uh, you're He's there for you to hate him. Literally, like no redeeming qualities except for when he is killed. That is when you feel any kind of sympathy for him. Uh, right. And uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I'm, goodness, it was kind of a slow build. His death. Um, yeah. Uh, so what like basically Gemma she realizes hey this is probably not a good thing that Katie's getting uh too attached to this doll she's treating right. it as like a real person when it's really supposed to be a toy um she needs to interact with more kids her age so she takes her to this camp place I guess for like exercises with other children and there's this kid Brandon that's an ass and Katie's out in the forest at this camp and the kid's bullying her. She, she, he's messing with her. And then in comes Megan. I like the fashion sense of Megan. It's just kind of cool seeing her in these like jackets or in the <laughs> in the in those uh those glasses where it's, where it's like, why is she wearing those? Why is she wearing glasses for? She's and then a she, like, doll. You outfit dolls. That's cool. I don't know. I just I just think that's funny. It's it's just funny. It's funny. Um, but yeah, Megan. Uh. Megan takes care of this kid. And this is where the movie starts to lose me a little bit. It It's funny and, and spooky at the same time. But then you start asking questions of like, why is Megan doing this? And, and it's not something that I don't agree with. It's just, I want an explanation. So like, for example, right? She, Megan confronts the bully, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the bully's like saying, oh, come on, play with me. Why aren't you doing any... He sits on top of the doll, like very weirdly. I don't know why he's sitting on top of the doll. And then uh, Megan grabs his ear. It's like, grabs do you ears. hear me, Brandon? You are rude. <laughs> and do you know what rude boys become? Rude men. <laughs> and so she rips his ear off. Rips his ear off. That's 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 something you pick up on the streets. And it's like. Okay, so it, it rips its ear off. It it rips his ear off. So I'm like, okay, it's it's trying to punish him a little bit. Um, and then it, it like slowly gets back up, like all demonic style. And the kid starts running. And you know, Megan says, Oh, this is the part where you run. And I'm like, that's a little um fear inducing. Where Very did you much. learn that? Where did you learn she that? She learned that from Shrek. Um, uh, this uh, is oh. the part. Where you run away. Pick it up. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> uh, this is the part where you run away, yes. And of about, course, she, she started running on all fours, right? This is what this is what I was getting to. This part is somewhat hilarious, a little bit terrifying in a way, because if you see mm. something running at you on all fours, it's like, oh my god, that thing's feral. Get away from me. 
why did Megan run on all fours? It didn't make her run faster. It, I mean, the whole point of running on all fours for like an animal, like animals have more, like, I guess, I don't know what the proper term is, but animals are naturally faster than humans because they can run on all fours. They are naturally quadrupedal. So, right. And it's like, is that what I'm supposed to assume with Megan <laughs> running on all fours? And this is where I'm like, I wish there was something that explained certain scenes because then I would be like this. This pulled me out because mm -hmm. you get scenes like what you mentioned earlier. Why is she singing Titanium to to like it's funny? It's funny. It's, in funny. The moment. Yeah. it's hilarious. These, these scenes, as you say, are funny and take away from the horror element that they were going for. Now and, it just seems kind of ridiculous. And and I feel like I would buy these scenes a little bit more if because she's an AI and she's trying to adapt, if maybe she just gave some lines like um oh research shows that these harmonic these harmonic tones elicit feelings of comfort and relaxation. And then she starts singing Titanic. I I'm, I'm sorry, uh Titanium. I would I, I would be sold a little bit more because it's it's the weirdness of the AI trying to rationalize this coding and these logistics to make something that is not supposed to be there. So it starts singing titanium because it thinks that it is a song that will soothe based on research data, all this stuff. So when it's running on all fours, I wish there was something where it's like Megan internally says. Oh yeah, data banks show that children are often more afraid of like feral animals. So I'm gonna imitate the like 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 an animal. I'm gonna chase them on all fours. I feel like I would be sold a hundred percent more if they had things like that. Because even though it's still ridiculous, it's still the logistics of the AI rationalizing. This is what I need to do in this moment, and I and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You run on all fours. All right. You got a reason. You're singing titanium. You got a reason. We're going to talk about a scene in a little bit. And it's the scene in your background. And oh, it's a scene yeah. where I'm asking, why did she do that? Why, why did Megan, why did Megan dance in the hallway? But so it, it's, it's this, the, so like the running on all fours, the singing, the dancing at this point, at these scenes just make me. I'm still having fun the whole time with the movie, but at this point, I am now looking at it more as a comedy than a horror. And that's fine, I guess. I mean, because it's still, I still think it's a good movie. Just, you know, it loses. If you were here for the horror aspect, scenes like this can take you out. Yeah, but say for, for me, it didn't ruin my experience. It just made me be like, okay, so this is what this is. All kind of horror logic is thrown out the window. And now this is pure comedy. Like, why the fuck? Clearly. Why is she running on all fours? And I think some of the TikToks that I've seen are people just running on all fours randomly. That's and hilarious. I think it's because of this scene. It's got to put be. it. I put it together when we saw the movie and I was like, oh, oh that's why everyone's running on all fours um but you know the scene capitalizes with this boy trips down the hill ends up in the street gets ran over by a car uh, and then megan is questioned 
and Megan is Megan never says no. She never like denies it. She gives vague, vague response, vague answers, vague answers. Yes, very vague. It's like it's a it's a it's a yes or no, Megan. Were you involved? And she's like, I do whatever I must to protect Katie. <laughs> you know, and Megan is now I don't know just gung ho on her objective at this point. Uh, right. Even see and now even, and then I, we get to this point too, where if people are on to her. Now she's just doing whatever the hell she wants because the neighbor is like, uh, you should ask the one that stares out the window at 3 a.m. in the morning. Where's my dog? Uh, right, right. And so Megan's next logical step is like, oh, the neighbor knows too much. She's getting in my way of my prime objective. <laughs> to protect her Katie. You're right. So the neighbor has got to go. What does she do? Did she mimic the dog? She mimicked, yeah. So she like mimic. She mimicked the dog when the dog went missing. The owner kept looking for her at night, and so one night she went to like I guess the tool shed in Gemma's backyard, or I guess it was the neighbor's. I think it's the yard. neighbors. Yeah, the neighbors' yard. Yeah, because uh, she mimics the dog's uh, you know barks, and uh, the dog's name is Dewey. 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 Where are you, Dewey? So. She goes into the shed thinking that it's Dewey calling for her, but it's Megan. And at first I thought Megan was like pressure washing. Um, well, she did. Uh, she hit her with the pressure hose. It was the pressure hose at first. She first hit her with the pressure hose. And I was like, oh my goodness. What is this? Like 1960s civil rights? She's just going to hose her down? Like, what is right, this? Right. And then I think she gets out the pesticide. The pesticide, right? Yeah, that's what I thought she did next. She got the pesticide, the 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 chemicals that she was spraying in the beginning of the movie that Gemma was saying, "Can you stop spraying your chemicals on my yard?" Right. Um, so I guess she just drowned her in that. Like she just kept spraying her face, and I don't know if she drowned her or if her face started to disintegrate. I have no I idea. I couldn't tell. There was like blood. Like There was so, blood. Right. And I'm like, wait, how is that happening? Is she pressure washing her? Is she I mean, like... I was like, is this stuff that acidic? I don't know. Yeah, if it's acidic, well, damn, Gemma has every reason to be pissed that it's coming onto her yard. Jesus. Yes, correct. But yeah, whatever she did, the old lady does not come back from it. She's done. No, yeah, she she's gone. She's She's dead. And I think at this point, that's when Gemma starts really piecing together. Okay, I, I think this doll is doing this stuff. I think I think she's killing these people to protect Katie. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, it being an AI, you know, you have scenes where like um Gemma's like looking into like its its cloud server, you know, seeing what videos it's recorded, what it's been doing, and what do you know, all the files are corrupt. Either they're deleted, they're corrupt, they can't be opened. And at that point, it's like, okay, that means Megan knows what it's what's being recorded in her, like, I guess when she's looking at stuff, and she's purposely going out of her way to delete or hide that that, that evidence so that no one knows, you know, where she's been. What is she doing? Where was she? I I, I like her charging station too. I don't think we mentioned that yet. It's she a, has like it's a, a it's, 
a charging like mat and you can lay it out wherever yeah and, and it like sits down it's like all prim and proper it just like sits. yes i i like that that was i like that too yes that was, was kind of cool nice nice touch nice touch right right um and funny enough they they never really go into like the whole battery gimmick with it like there was never a scene where like oh no uh megan's about to run out of battery she's at 24 percent like, like like there was nothing like that it was just that's her charging station and that's where she just sits you know and that's why i was saying it's like again conceptually it's a great idea the fact that she has a charging station and yet she never runs out of power or you know she right. never runs low on power that would have been fun i think to further explore or integrate into your story you know what if megan only started doing this type of stuff when she was low on power and then her primary functions are now skewed a little bit you know right um i think that just could have added to the story you just gotta really like you know lean into your concept of whatever you're playing with so yeah they didn't they didn't do much um mm -hmm. but i do like you know corrupted files she's also like corrupting the uh internet at the home oh right you know she's she's it's 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 like an all-seeing ai she can play around with anything uh anything okay that's not gonna be a problem right point. like why did you put this in this doll like you know <laughs> this thing this clearly is, costs more than what you're selling it for you know this is also started to remind me of small soldiers uh where they yes those, small soldier i was gonna say that earlier yeah then the military grade chips that they don't major need. chip hazard right right oh my gosh i almost said chip skylark that is not the wow right that is the wrong mythos Ew. that is the completely wrong mythos um but it's like yeah man why y'all putting this in this doll this doll can do anything <laughs> like goodness the um, fact that it's strong i mean the material it's made out of like the actual like mineral the metal that it's made yeah. out of if this thing grabs you that boy could not get away from this doll the brandon when it the grabbed his that, ear yeah it could pull the ear off which means not only the metal but then the functionality of the joints that means like whatever kind of you know yep. the recoil in the joints is strong and fast enough to rip off a human ear clean off as the officer said in the scene He's like, oh yeah, we found an ear. Rip clean off. Rip. He's like, sorry to laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Only you see how laughing. nobody's like taking anything seriously in this movie. That is why no I, one. I just no lean one. into the ridiculousness of this movie because like this officer just made a joke about a dead child, you know? <laughs> yeah, his ear was ripped clean off. That was kind. Of, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> like goodness, I'm like okay. So this movie's just I don't know, not serious. Um. So then what? Uh. I think they have a final kind of kind of dinner conversation of uh, Megan and Gemma and yeah she does not turn off she that I think this is where she's very this is the whole I thought we were having a conversation you right know? right um because that's when you're seeing scenes where like even Katie is disobeying um uh Gemma her yes. aunt like what because Katie's so attached to Megan She's just not seeing Gemma as like an authoritative figure. So you see those scenes where like she's not putting the cup on the coaster anymore. She's not turning Megan off when she's supposed to because she doesn't see Megan as a toy. She sees Megan as a person. Right. Um, and that's where they're really overselling like how disobedient 
uh, Katie is. You guys scenes where Katie's just having a, like, just a tantrum. Like, yes. she's picking the back of, of uh, Gemma's seat. And you have the theater going, ooh. And I'm like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> any other household, they would have backhanded that child. Oh, the second feet touch the the seat. Right, right. Um, the, the, <laughs> it's like, come on, Gemma, you need to step up real quick. Come on, for real. I mean, oh god, the the one where I was like, no, you guys did way too much with this. Uh, it, it's kind of jumping ahead, like past that conversation at night where it's like, I thought we were having a conversation, and she does like um. She does that weird trick. She's like, uh, she makes like, her look at the pen. Look at the pen. Yeah, Megan, you see this pen? And then she <laughs> hits her off switch. Right. And at that point, she like wraps her up, you know, takes her away. That's when you get the scene where Katie's kicking the back of the seat. What are you doing with Megan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, so, you know, they, they go to um, that therapist and Katie is like just losing it. She is outright losing it. She's grabbing the scissors. Like she's gonna stab the therapist. Gemma was, comes in. That she seems like that. I was like on kind of the edge. I'm like, please don't stab anybody. Like, come on. That that was probably one of the more scarier parts because that stuff is real. Like child, right? You know, in in a just a very bad emotional state it's like what is this child going to do this child is unpredictable she might stab the therapist and then thankfully Gemma walks in but then she smacks the shit out of Gemma it's like are you done is enough enough you know like Gemma, stand up <laughs> do something please do something and no but uh, what Gemma's the one that apologizes I'm like Gemma Okay. I mean, dare I say, as someone who has taken classes on conflict resolution, that's a good point. That's a good starting point. If you apologize first, it invites another apology. You know? Actually, you know what? I Gemma didn't apologize first, I think. I think Haiti slapped the shit out of her first. Oh, uh-huh. And then she's, and then, you know, Gemma sits down and then Katie's like, I'm sorry, Aunt Gemma. Okay, you're right. That, Can I that see Megan? Um, but then, you know, but now we're at this kind of, and see, I, and this is why I think I really like this film because I was not expecting any kind of next level kind of emotional tie in to this film. And I don't ever really think, I think they did a good job with this. Yeah. I think they did a really good job with this. I, again, I don't, go to horror films for this type of stuff right i just go to get my shit scared with some lore i guess right you know uh but then yeah you have this conversation between Gemma and katie talking about you know megan is a deterrent from you actually seeking the help that you need you know uh you need it it's okay to talk about your parents you know uh because right. i think Gemma earlier on in the film she would just avoid the conversation altogether Right. Uh, she wouldn't know how to even bring it up, uh, even if she wanted to. Right. And I mean, goodness, come on, Gemma, that's your sister. Um, yeah, that's your niece. That's your, right. that's your blood. Right. And so, you know, yeah, yeah, I think they it was just a very nice conversation. Uh, it's the emotional core of the film, uh, talking about grief and how to, you know, uh, cope 
and you know you she says i think she says you know uh it's okay not being all right and i can't tell you when you're not gonna be when you're gonna be done not being all right but you are going to get through this uh and it will get better and I, yeah i was like you know what it didn't feel shoehorned that felt earned i i really thought that felt earned it and did so, yeah yeah i bought it i bought it so yeah um. uh from here it's like i mean that could be your climax of the film it could be uh but of course today <laughs> is the day of the presentation to to for for the world to know about megan about megan um, megan megan so at this point they pretty much acknowledge megan needs to kind of uh be turned off and you know examined run diagnostics whatever um you have uh Gemma's friends doing doing that bit uh where they have Megan hooked up on that like you know the that suspender whatever oh you want to call it yeah well, it's kind of creepy yeah like 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 you're hanging on chains or you see, you see you see how they like subtly incorporate these horror elements yeah she's like yeah. Christ-like like on, oh, he's a crucified almost. yeah kind of and then they're slowly undoing it, knowing something's up. Oh, um, Megan hacks into the phone. Yes, uh, yes, it could do everything. Right, it could it, do everything. Uh, what the hell? This is sell this to the military. Don't sell it that's to that's a, a toy military. Company. Yeah, that's a military. What <laughs> that is James Bond level of tech. What is it doing with a child? It intercepted Gemma's call, picked it up, put it the phone, not even on speaker. You know. Mimic it, the voice of the person. Yes. And then hangs up too. Sell that shit to the highest paying government. <laughs> don't sell it to North Korea. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> don't. Right. But it's like, where's your logic? How did y'all create this? Right. Right. Y'all shouldn't it, be making toys. Clear. I mean, in a way, it's kind of like small soldiers a little it bit is, it is see the more we talk about it, it's very small soldiers like yeah very it's this thing is a walking death machine and it escapes effortlessly it does that whole like loop-de-loop -loop thing with the chain or the wire and it's like strangling Choking out the dude right yeah and it's it it does a very interesting you know maneuver to break free and it tries to just destroy the servers and try to kill the other people in there yeah she, and, uh, she lights the uh, the she lets the gas out and then sets it on a blaze um right right very so, calculated again sounds like a military uh, like send in, send in send in the don't send in the marines send in the megans send in the oh an army of megans for a squeak wool Ooh. Ooh. look at that we I might get something it. like that so literally the next bit of the movie is just megan trying to reach katie again um, this is where you get this scene where the CEO, the chairman of Funky, um, he's been wanting to get Megan onto market and whatever. And it, it's this weird scene where I'm not really sure why this happened, but Megan wants to kill the CEO. I didn't and, get it either. And it's one of those things where like, I, I get it, you know, it, it's, it's not trying to uh you know logic its way through this but it's an ai i expect it to have reasons as to why it's doing what it's doing so this is where you kind of lose me in the film again where 
that dancing scene is hilarious, but why is she dancing? There's, it's just her and the CEO. What purpose does dancing serve in trying to kill? First off, why are you killing him? And second, why are you dancing before you 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 hunt him down? I, the logic, yeah, the logic really wasn't there. Because uh, again, I thought she was just trying to get to Katie, back to Katie, which she was. Right. And she does all this extra stuff, which, you know, the more we talk about it, it just sounds like horror fluff or comedic fluff. Like, yeah, like, oh, we want one more kill or we want to have this zany, funny kill in the movie. And this is the scene that they use in marketing, which was they did, genius. They did, yeah. Because anyone that saw the marketing, if they didn't even know the name of the movie, they would say, is that the one with the dancing robot? Because of this. This hallway yeah. scene, this this hallway scene, the one the one behind you, that sold the movie. That's what got people interested. Oh in yes, movie. the internet played that scene on repeat, and it is funny within the film. But then when you watch the film, you realize it just really doesn't make sense. Uh, but again, if you're if you're here for just pure fun, this scene is funny. She picks up the it letter, is. the paper cutter. Uh, and wields it as a machete, which I've always thought was a plausible thing. Um, oh, you often looked at the the paper cutter and thought, I could kill someone with this. I don't think I could kill someone because I don't think you could... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Stab someone because it's not, like, sharp at the end. It's, like, sharp on the bottom. Yeah, this one was, like, pointed like, like a sword, almost. Right, so I was like, okay, so they're really just trying to, yeah, as you said, get another body count in there. It's like, oh, Megan didn't kill enough people. This can't count as a horror. Uh, she she needed that that final one. I mean, she killed two people. She two killed two. The, she stone. killed the assistant too. Uh, right, right. And I mean, I guess with the assistant, you see, this is what I wanted with the assistant. There was purpose behind it. Um, it, it was something like, oh, oh, she was it, covering her tracks. That's what she, she was, was doing. covering her tracks, and she had an ulterior motive as well against this person because she this guy was trying to steal the company files on Megan to probably sell them to um some uh some competition the competition uh, right 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 so it's like oh not only are you going to um minimize my existence by having other companies make counterfeits of me but i need to cover up my tracks bam perfect and then they explain it all already right there and then she kills the guy and frames him for the murder of the CEO. So I, I guess that's why she killed him. Um, oh, the CEO to yeah, to that's why the, everything oh you just explained. God. I mean, still doesn't the dancing still doesn't help. Uh, it doesn't. It, I mean, and that's under the assumption she even met him because the the assistant was only going to be there on the elevator. He just happened right. to be there on the. What if he wasn't on the elevator? Was she gonna hunt down the assistant after this? And then I, I guess we can assume yes. Um, ah man, I, but I again, just needed some more with this. It's still fun. It's still funny. It's still, it's still fun, still, right? Yeah. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Don't go in here for 
right the most streamlined logical plot uh i mean she hops on up i think a ferrari or a lamborghini mm. and mm. speeds her way to the house i'm like okay she knows how to drive she knows um, how to drive no one pulls her over right uh, nobody not not the chaos that have missed from this building they saw megan walk out the crowd of people they saw her get in the car ain't nobody called nobody i mean well you you had that one scene that was kind of cool where like um uh when originally when she escaped uh the assistants the ones that she strangled the, the one that she strangled on yes. the wire um the alarm sounded off because of the explosion and she's just walking and she walks by the alarm system and it turns off instantly can do anything that was cool and i was like that yo was that, cool. that's a military weapon that what is cool doing? right that is military shit like, that was cool i like that no it was I cool like it was that. cool it was cool uh the again they there's a there's a lot i mean they gave megan literally the power to do everything and yet we don't see her get to do everything so it's like right. in the sequel i i would hope they play around with this concept more right um, have if you're gonna go zany go go all in if you want her singing songs have her I sing love songs sing some more songs i mean we do get one more song uh in the final confrontation uh she so she gets back megan gets to the house and it's the last dinner or table dinner table conversation you know talking about oh Gemma, you're no longer fit to take care of katie uh katie go back to bed it sounds like is that megan it sounds like megan's there it's like we're just talking uh, it sounds like you're fighting. She had just slammed her head. Yeah, she she has her pinned on the table. <laughs> it's like, damn. Uh, damn it, Katie, just walk out the door <laughs> and look. Right, just can you? <laughs> there, um, there were some angles where this, again, this is just, just with the logistics of the film. You, you see from Katie's perspective what is visible to her from where she's peeking out the door. And initially... You see it where you probably couldn't really tell what Megan and uh, Gemma are positioned. Like, they could just be talking. Maybe they're not really harming each other. But at one point, Megan, like, flips Gemma over on at an angle on the table where I'm like, Katie, where we just saw you looking, you should see exactly what is happening in that room. There is not, no way you cannot. I did and not think like, the vision was that skewed. Okay, and Gemma, goodbye. And she literally leaves. Uh, um, but okay, Megan had some really good one-liners. Megan was like, "If you say another fucking word, I'll rip your fucking throat out." Or something oh my like god, that. it got intimidating. It, it yes. would like whisper to her, like it was a person. Yes, and I was like, "Okay, Megan's legit. Um, like she's she's gonna get this little girl no matter what." Uh, again, this is this is uh this is Woody against Andy's mom. I swear oh. to fucking God, if you buy a freaking uh, Space Ranger toy. <laughs> oh, man. I will rip I... your fucking throat. <laughs> There's a horror movie in this. I see it. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Um, oh, man. I don't even remember what happens next. I guess they start fighting. Obviously, now Katie is awake and aware. Um, right. They start fighting. Um, she starts uh, at this point. Um, what's it called? She slams her with the glass of water, and uh, that's right. what short circuits her a little yeah. bit. 
Um, and that's where you start getting some of those horror elements, like the demonic twitching of like the 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 joints like moving yes. like a like a demon. Uh, like okay, okay, part exorcist, ex uh, grudge a little bit. Mind you, every time how uh, Megan's, you know, she's like comes into frame like yeah. that, you know, like straight back. That's again horror-esque too. Um, yep. So it was good. It was. I think they. They end up in the shed, and they start using the tools to fight. I think she gets the chainsaw. Oh no, no, not not the shed. It's it, it's um on Gemma's work station. Oh, okay, her her, her, her uh, workshop. Yeah. So she what? She grabs the chainsaw. She grabs a chainsaw. Um. Oh my God! Watch. <laughs> Chainsaws on the mind. Chainsaws on the mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, Gemma's going in. She's uh trying to fight off um uh Megan and Megan's showing once again that she is a military grade weapon. She is punching Gemma, sending her flying across the room. I think she flipped the whole work table uh and pinned her under it or something. And you see, this is where I couldn't tell if they were trying to be a little bit comedic and like self-referential for horror when when Gemma goes into this room, she first goes to like Bruce, the her her first prototype robot. She goes to Bruce, and she flips Bruce over, like 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 you know, to, oh, to, to try to create a right. barrier. She, yes, she not. Yes, yes. Like she, what are she, you doing? That didn't barricade anything. She did that the way she did it twice. She did it twice. to Bruce, and then she did it to like the 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 shelf that was like right next to Bruce it was like a case or something she moved that she moved it down and I was like that's not barricading it is this, is this a joke is this another joke yeah because no, you no, even absolutely, see the absolutely. angle you see the angle where those things fell and it's like what was she doing in that scene that 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 made Megan maybe have to high step twice. That probably gave you a, a one second head start to whatever you're about to do next, but you're in an I enclosed think it gave space. Her nothing. It gave her nothing. Yeah, I don't I mean, think it gave her anything. No, no, she's in an enclosed space. It didn't. Yeah, there's nowhere to escape. No, so oh you know, God. funny enough, you know, the more we talk about, maybe this is kind of trying to parody a lot of uh, horror tropes, you know. Um, and yeah, it. Absolutely didn't help her situation. I Megan feel like is it now was unintentional, but I feel like it has to be because it made zero sense. Well, part of me feels it's intentional, and I'll 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 talk about it later when we uh talk about like our final scores. Talking about who's writing and who wrote this movie. Uh-huh. Um it just seems like they're just having fun because yeah, it didn't help. She's being choked out now, and then it's like, all right, Gemma's done for. And then Katie walks in. And she got the gloves for Bruce. And now Bruce. it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Well, before that, you have this tense moment where you don't know what Katie's going to do. Because Katie's emotionally attached to Megan. Oh, true, true, and, true, And you true. have this um this thing where sometimes you look through the first person lens of um, Megan. So you see her like scanning and giving measurements oh and it reads her emotional state yes so at first when she looks at um at at katie it's like like trust the trust icon is like really really low and you have all these other things like anxiety 
fear, stress, they're all really high. Naturally, they would be. And then as uh, Megan is talking to Katie, trying to say tell her, oh, Aunt Gemma's trying to keep us apart. Let's finish her off together, um, uh, Katie. And that's when you slowly start seeing the trust meter go into like the 80s and 90s. And I'm like, so Katie's going to kill her aunt? Is that what's going to happen here? Like, what's going on? And then what does she do instead? Is she rock them, sock them with the yes. gloves? Wow, I did not know. I mean, I noticed the emotional readouts, but I did not see them fluctuate, as you pointed out. That's a yes. really good detail. It was very nice. Uh, it makes me wonder, though, because what was uh, what was um, Katie trusting? Was she trusting? She's trusting in Gemma. Oh, so it wasn't yeah. trust of Megan. It wasn't trust of Gemma. Megan. She was tr putting her trust in Gemma. So that's actually, I like, I like that. that now a lot. I like that scene a lot more now. There's moments of brilliance in this film. I just wish it was more consistent with that brilliance. That's fair. That's fair. Um, um, so what, we get these Rock'em Sock'em robots. Uh, she still ends up beating Bruce. Uh, they rip her face off. And I well, think they, this they, is... they split her in half, torso and oh, abdomen. torso, uh, uh, more horror, more horror, more you horror. know. Uh, and the top half is still alive. Yes, still alive. right. It's Katie, I love you. <laughs> oh, actually, no. At that point, because Katie, like, because you know, Katie had it suspended by its legs, and she was like, "Katie, no, what are you doing?" And, and she she ripped it apart, Mortal Kombat style. Yes. But now. Now that it knows Katie is trying to destroy her, she does something where like uh she like at first grabs Katie or something. She's like, I I no longer have a primary. No, no, she, she's like uh Katie, how dare you? My primary I now only have one primary user, me. <laughs> and then it starts fighting her. Uh just silliness. It's why why is it now just her? Why is it now just her? Because her her brain is scrambled because her primary objective is now trying to harm her, so she cannot. I I don't know. She can't fathom like, oh, I'm supposed to protect this person, but it's trying to harm me. Beep boop bop. What do I do? Absolutely no, absolutely. That is absolutely what happens. And then uh Oh God! It, it, again, it's 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 a fun scene. This scene, uh, I forget how it goes, but the last song, which again she drops these songs out of nowhere, she starts singing "Accent" to play the positive in, in um, the middle of the fight. No, no, it was like right before she almost ate it. Um, she's like, "You got to accent to play the positive." Oh, I don't remember that. That was the last song because I I know that song and I was like, wow, she's. I don't know why this song is being played right now. You went from Titanium from I don't know like 2011 to Accent the Positive from like 1952. Um, I don't know how we got here. Uh, and then I don't. just she kills. She finishes off with a screwdriver. Uh, Katie Katie does the final blow, right? It's Katie Katie does the final final blow. Katie's the one, yeah, because it's choking out on Gemma and she right. gets a screwdriver. And she remembers that thing that she told her about Bruce, how like the way she structured Bruce, um, when when she showed Bru uh, Bruce's face early in the movie, she's like, Yep, that's Bruce's 
I don't know, his lens, his camera, his rod, his AI core. And then she pointed to, to, to the thing in the middle and she said, that's its brain. Right. That's, that's Bruce's brain. So Megan was kind of structured the same way. The brain was like in the middle of like her face when you take off her face. Right. Right. Um, so she stabs it, bam, right in the middle. And uh, that seems to kill Megan happily ever after. Whew. Cops are just right outside. Who called the cops? Who called the cops? Her, her friends called the cops. Her friends called the cops because okay, they're alive. Okay. They're That's alive. Yes. Fine, fine. Her friends call the cops. They all arrive on the scene. Everyone's happy. Everyone's just, oh, man, we we survived this one. And you get that shot of Katie and Gemma walking out of their home. And um, you have that. Oh, it's not Alexa. I don't know the name of it. I think it's called it. Lexi. Maybe yeah. it's not Lex. It's something like that, like Lexi or something. Yeah. But basically Alexa. Basically. Right. Basically that. Um, and and you see it boot up. You see it boot up and like kind of look to Aunt Gemma and the, and the rest of them walking outside and fade to black. Credits start rolling. It's uh, it's Ultron. Ultron made it out. It's Ultron. His, made it out of his final body made it out now it's just an ai i am pretty sure this movie drew inspirate a lot of inspiration from uh the child's play reboot uh yeah. that came out like two or three years ago something like that it's literally the same thing uh yeah chucky played by mark hamill in the reboot is now this ai robot that is obsessed with its owner and wants to protect its owner from all harm. And it starts getting this skewed reality of what is considered harm and what measures should we take to eliminate that harm. And it starts killing people. And then it tries to kill Andy at the very end, um, mm. but fails. Megan does the same exact thing. And I'm pretty sure Chucky survives by going into, like, or teased as to going into another. Oh, um, no, I, I just looked it up. That is exactly what happened. Oh, and oh, there you go. Literally, this movie drew inspiration from that Child's Play reboot. Well, again, just um, the more we talk about it, I'm just like, you know, I just said Ultron. I was like, there's a lot of AI tropes in this movie. Right. For sure. Right. Um, but yeah, that that pretty much caps off the movie. And all that's really left is, you know, what do you think about it overall now? Did you like it? it I for me. You know, Megan, I think it's a fun ride. I, I I think you cannot go wrong going to watch this movie. I think it's one of the better um horror-esque films that has that has this great concept and execute ex executes it well for the most part. Um definitely fumbles, clearly. We 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 talked about some of its fumbles here and there. Um but I still think it's a it's a great film. The stereotype with movies like this is again, great concept, poor execution. This film had great concept and it executed certain things really well, but other ones I'm like, "Oh, what you did this part well, why didn't you do this part just as well too?" So that that's where I'm stuck with this film. Um if if I was going to give it a score, it's not a nine. It's not a 10. If I was feeling generous, I would give it an eight, maybe. But I feel like 
there are just certain scenes where I'm like, oh, man, I could have like, like even certain dialogue scenes. I'm like, you could have given the supporting character something really funny to say here. They had hardly anything clever or worthwhile saying in certain scenes. All in all, 7.5, a really strong 7.5. If I'm feeling generous, an eight, but I don't think it's there. I don't think it's at an eight material. I still think I would definitely see a Megan 2. And I'll be harsher on a Megan 2. Megan 2.0 better be a 9 or 10 out of 10. Because I like what they do well here. I like it. I just wish the parts that they do all right on was a lot better. What do you What do you think? You know, um, I usually tend to give 7s to films that are like good but are filled with flaws. I, you know, again, I think with this film, Megan, you come in thinking it's a horror film. Then it turns out to be a lot more goofier than what's actually presented. Uh, but I enjoyed, I just started, I leaned into this silliness of Megan, you know? And then the more we talked about it too, part of it does feel like a parody of horror. So James Wan wrote the story. The James Wan. James Wan and uh, newcomer Akila Cooper, uh, okay. black woman, uh, writing the story. Um, if you got James Wan on board and the horror elements are not coming through, that sounds purposeful. You know, it's James okay. Wan, who's probably regarded as the king of horror for the last decade. Interesting. Um, he he was tied to Insidious. James Wan did the first The Conjuring. Well, he did the first two Insidious films. He's done all the Conjuring films, uh, except for the third one. I don't think he directed the third one. But you know, he started that universe. Right. That's, that's all James Wan. He, he kicked it off. Yeah. Um. So you know, yeah. You 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 look at James Wan for you know getting that off the ground. Uh. Okay. So I think yeah, I think it it does feel like they're making fun of the horror genre at points, uh, but it also just feels like they're just leaning into the goofiness that is this AI Megan. Uh, so I give it an eight. I I enjoyed. Okay. I had I had a lot of fun with the movie. I think my biggest thing, you know, you say, uh, you know, there are some things they didn't execute well enough. I'd say I want. I I feel it's not that they didn't execute it enough or well enough. I feel they just didn't execute it enough. If you're going to lean into the silliness, lean more into the silliness. Yeah. If you're going for the scares, right. If you're going for the scares, lean more into the scares. I, I guess this film was kind of just, uh, it was balanced for sure, but I just wanted more. So I will right. tune into a Megan two for sure point oh and i huh 2.0 2.0 if that's what they want to call it or i don't know megan's dream house like a barbie dream house or something oh my god well i mean that would lead into like oh there's more megan's now probably yes but you, you see I'm, I'm just playing off with like the toy yeah yeah idea i don't know like megan's megan's sports car i don't i i don't know i i, I it sounds like barbie i don't know or Megan has a sister, Megan and Kelly. Megan uh, and Kelly. Wow. <laughs> you can really you can really do a lot here. You could do uh, a lot. I, I think they made a strong enough first movie where I do want a sequel. I do want to see where they take this 
franchise. I mean, this this is easily going to be a franchise. Oh, I, I mean, you can easily make it a franchise. Yeah, I mean, but like you you can, and I feel like they'd be dumb not to. Like yeah. it's one of those things where, again, I I keep referring to it because this this film's plot is literally Child's Play the reboot. One of the criticisms of the Child's Play reboot was that they changed the mythos of Chucky, and it was it went from being a story about a serial killer possessing a, a doll mm-hmm. to it's just an AI that goes right. corrupt instead and starts killing people. People would not have had as much of a problem with that Child's Play film if they literally just made a, a new movie. Like, don't call it Child's Play. Don't call it Chucky. Just make it. J- j- just make a new movie. Make a new movie. Interesting how they went it. that route. The what? It's, it's it's interesting that they went that route. Right. They they just changed it and they're like, oh well, the the Child's Play name will carry this movie, and, and we'll just call it that. With Megan, they're like, hey, let's just do what that movie did, but make it our own. And I feel like they made it their own. I I want a Megan too. I want a Megan too. And I want it to improve on everything that this one either didn't do enough of or they just fumbled a little bit. Because again, like you said, it has that emotional bit that I wasn't expecting in this movie. That emo- that that emotional bit gives this an eight. Or yeah. Dare I say maybe a eight point five. Wow. I forgot wow. you made you reminded me of the emotional bit. Interesting. It, it Interesting. was it was des- it was well deserved. I hope. They earned it. They earned it. That's what I mean. They, they did. I could. I can see the score being that high. Um, I can see the score being in the maybe not. No, not nine. Not nine. I, I can't. I can't. No, not, I'm not gonna give. Not it a in nine. good no, faith. No, no, no. Not in good faith. No, no. I don't want to give it a nine. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it's a great film. Definitely go see it in theaters. It's a lot of fun. I feel like <laughs> most people will have fun with it. Here we are telling people to go see it in theaters. We just gave them the whole movie. Hey, part of it is the experience. I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, our words don't do it as much justice. Yeah, I, I mean, part of it also is like, I was thinking that in watching the ads where like she's dancing, I was like, this is just part of the scene where she's dancing. She probably does a whole skit when she's chasing this dude down the hallway. No, that was the whole dancing bit. What you saw in the ads was every dancing segment that she had. And I'm like, Great. I was hoping she did more dancing. Like clever reeling. They reeled you in. They, they did. reeled me in. Did they, they you know what? Perfect marketing. Like, like I said, give the marketing team a raise because they got people in seats. This was the one movie that we went to see opening day that I mean it wasn't like packed all the seats, but compared to the other films that we've been watching, that was that was a pretty full theater. Good turnout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely good turnout. It was a pretty um, good turnout, yeah. Um, I think at the time of recording this uh pod, uh the movie's made I think 30 million domestically. Ooh, uh it just updated 45 mil. 45 mil. Oh my god. I that 30 million was literally like I want to say like six hours ago. I'm That's sorry, crazy. you're still right about 30 million domestically, but 45 mil worldwide. Oh, oh, worldwide, worldwide. Okay, yeah. okay. But off I mean, of a, a 12 million budget, right? Off of a 12 million budget, very doable budget that um, they they they're they're in the profit zone they're this they're profiting this they're profiting. is going to be a franchise there's no way it's not this there's thing's no definitely way. gonna hit 100 mil for sure 100 percent um any any final thoughts on megan uh before we wrap up 
Um, yeah, no, no, just uh, yeah. I, um, I forget. January is actually a really big month for horror, so um, you know, there are a lot of hit hit or misses, but I'm glad this one was a hit. Um, again, I like. I guess I like Bloomhouse when they successfully tackle something that's stupid and constant. Like, not stupid and constant, just, I guess, a horror that you wouldn't think of. Like, I wasn't thinking I'd be watching a doll horror movie. Uh, right. Usually it's like, you know, if it is a doll, it's usually possessed by a demon or a serial right, killer. Right, right. This is like, this like, is like Annabelle. Like Annabelle. Like Annabelle, right. Actually, now I'm starting to forget how many doll movies there are. Chucky. Um, but yeah, it's just it's uh it's a cool movie and it teaches you about the over reliance on AI and technology and it's fun. I had fun. I had fun in this movie. Uh definitely recommend it and uh ooh, I guess it's this top for a horror for me right now. Let's see if uh okay. any other horrors got uh something they could outdo. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, there you have it, folks. There's our deep dive of Megan. Go go watch it in theaters. If you made it this far, you've probably already seen the movie. But hell, go watch it again. Give this movie the money. It, I, I think it's very deserving of what it's earning uh, box office-wise. You know, despite the flaws that I think it has, um, this movie was creative. And it was funny in the places that it, it, it strived to be funny in. And it was silly where it needed to be silly. Um, so, yeah, let's do a sequel. Let's go all in. Army of Megans. If you want to add in like a Ken type of character mm. in there as well. Megan and Kendrick. I don't know. Kendrick. A, a black a black evil doll. Uh, hey, it, it, it's different. It's different. I'm assuming he's black with the name Kendrick. Oh, yes. Um, but we could see. We could see. You never know. Uh, but there you have it, folks. Go check out Megan and let us know what you think. If you already seen the movie? Did you like the characters? Did you like the horror elements, the comedies? Uh, let us know what you think overall. We're on all your social media podcast platforms, including Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, TikTok, at the Yonko Table. If you want to see us on our gaming side, check out the Twitch at Dr. Jace Attorney. And we will catch you on our next deep dive, which is in a couple days. But that's a secret. You'll see in a couple days what it's on. But with that, everyone, I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop. And uh, how do we want to close this off? Uh, oh, I got it. Um, da, da, um, da. Oh, yeah, I'm bulletproof. No, oh, why am I starting so high? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, shoot me down. But I won't fall. I am titanium. Shoot me down. But I won't fall. I am titanium.